Wait, so you're telling me you've named your hammers? Doesn't everybody name their hammers? I don't have a hammer. What are your hammers' names? That's kind of personal, isn't it? Here we are, once again. Once again! Invading your earbuds. Invading your earbuds. <laughs> that like, sounds like a terrible like <laughs> movie. I want to watch it now. Okay. So this is gear related. A peek under the hood. <laughs> Get it together, would you? Starting over. Cut that. Fix that. No, somebody. It's it. Mike, fix it. <laughs> fix everything. Just start this over. If there is a mic. Um. Hey, you. And welcome to Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry that's been over there mocking me. And I'm Heather. And that's an intro. And that's... Well done. They almost fixed it. Way, way rough to start on that guy. <laughs> and apparently to end that's on it o- as well. That's okay. I think today we're we're taking a very laid back approach. Uh, <laughs> as, <laughs> not, as not different we, from yeah. all the other days. Right. No, but yeah, this is definitely a laid back podcast. Um that you and I are just going to chitty chat about, gonna a, chitty about chat? something. Yeah. A little, little tea and, and talk. A little yeah. tea and talk. A little tea and talk. I don't have any tea. Well, I've got all the talk. <laughs> As per usual. So I thought it would be a good idea because I'm finding recently that we're seeing quite an uptick in customers requesting that uh, we use their parts. So oh, so they bring in some parts, you guys put them on. Okay. Right. Um, hmm. It's it's a practice that can save people money. Sure. Uh, However. It's also our policy as a shop to not do that, to install well, customer parts. Seems and like... I figured that's what I wanted to talk about today, is yeah. to give people the why of that. Okay. Sound Sound like a good plan? Yeah, you. He's got a lot of papers over there. There's a highlighter. I feel like there's there's some serious knowledge about to be dropped on us. Well, to be honest with you, I I started just kind of thinking about how the the best way to explain to a customer like you don't want to just send them out the door. You're like, no, I'm not putting your parts in. Get right. get packing. You know, <laughs> um, we, you gotta we don't have, do that. Yeah, no. you got to have a good policy in place and you got to have a good reason behind it so you know i doing some digging i found out that there's actually much more reason that i didn't know um to not do it to not do it exactly okay um the first one of course is is probably the the easiest to understand whereas the the shop in order to make money has to make money on parts and labor so there's going to be a markup that's that's how we stay in business that's one reason however i mean you also get the warranty with that and all of that stuff right right and that's another reason we'll um we'll jump right to that one since you brought it up sorry no that's okay uh the warranty customers that bring in their own parts. Now they may have a warranty on the part that they purchased. Depending on the, where they get it from though. Right. And the shop itself has no warranty on that part. We cannot warranty a part that we did not supply. Um, and that's labor included as well. So if said part fails and it takes, let's say five hours to put in, you may have a warranty on that part, but you don't have a warranty on the labor. So it could cost more in the long run. Okay. So that's another reason why it's 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 not a good idea. 
Um, there's also uh, something I found out too that I didn't call our insurance company, but I've I've read quite frequently that depending on uh, what happens or the the scenario, if we put a part in someone's car and it fails and something say something happens, uh, like our ins- hurt. yeah our insurance company may not provide any kind of coverage for uh, a part of unknown origin is what they call it. Oh, part of unknown origin. Yeah, part of unknown origin. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So that's another reason. Um, None of these are the most important reasons. Well, the warranty maybe, but... Yeah, it may, it may not be. It may not be the, the. These aren't the most important reasons. But here's one that that um, that get that you know I lose sleep at night about. <laughs> we'll well, put I, it to you that I way. feel like I feel like nobody is really going to like wherever you guys get your good parts. So is it Snap On's all tools, right? So, yeah, Snap On's all so, tools. So you know. The good part store, the the this is like from the dealer or from wherever. Nobody's going there to buy the parts and then bringing it to you. They're getting it off of some online discount place. They're trying to save a little money, right? Exactly. I mean, that's the whole point of of uh, a customer buying the part themselves is because they they can. It's it's much more cheaper for them to do much it more that cheaper. Way. Much more much cheaper. cheaper. Much cheaper. That's got to be a word. It will be. <laughs> Wait for it. Um, here's another reason too, and this is the one that, that I lose a little sleep over. We are liable regardless of where that part comes from. If they, if a customer brings a part in and say, I don't like brake pads or something like that, we put them in and those brake pads fail in some way, shape or form. Um, we're liable. The shop is liable, even though those are not our parts, we put them in. Oh, so, so it's that really, makes real business sense to not yeah, do that to so, save yourself yeah, later. The business is taking all of the risk for something that they're not making any money on. And that's that's difficult for any any business Nobody, owner to yeah, do. N- yeah. No, no business would do that. Okay. Right. Um, and I don't want to be responsible. I want to know I, – I have a – like we have a great relationship with our parts suppliers. And that's another reason why we trust them and – we're going to put high quality parts in your vehicle. And I hate to begrudge anybody, you know, of, of saving money. And I get it, you know, car repairs are expensive. Um, but at the same time, there's a real good reason why we have these relationships with these parts suppliers. We know the quality of it. We trust it. Um, and we don't want to put, you know, some kind of crap in your vehicle, you know? Right. I mean, that's probably not the place, you know, you want to buy knockoff parts or whatever, you know, go get a crappy Michael Kors purse (laughs) that's not real, but don't maybe put not good brakes in your car. Well, you just hit the nail (gasps) on the head of our next reason. Wait, what? Yeah, this is the big one. Knockoff or (gasps) counterfeit parts. Well, I mean, it makes sense because there's counterfeit everything, but that's really scary. It's very scary, and we're going to dig right into it. Okay, do. Dig. Here's a shovel. (laughs) Do you need a trowel first? Like maybe a... Yeah, you want to get me a backhoe. We need a real... (laughs) It's big. Okay, we need a digger. So I'd like to introduce you 
to the A2C2, otherwise known as Wait, the... Wait, R2D2? I know. Doesn't it sound like a droid? <laughs> <laughs> These are not the droids you're looking for. The A2C2 is the Automotive Anti-Counterfeiting Council. Oh my gosh, there's a council for this? I know, this? see, this is, and when I started looking into this, I was like, this is crazy. I didn't know counterfeiting auto parts was such a big thing, but apparently it is. Oh my gosh. And the other day, too, I was getting into this, like, we had a customer call us and, um, about an estimate that, um, um, I, I can't remember what the part was for, but the customer called us and said, listen, I can purchase this part for this price. And we were just dumbfounded, like, how we can't even purchase yeah, like, so the like part for that price, five hundred dollars or something, and you yeah. buy it for a thousand. And we talked to we talked that to our suppliers, like and like, and it's just like even the best deal that we could get at a um, at, at our uh, at our discounted rate, we couldn't come anywhere near the price that the customer was, you know, going to pay for well, this part because it wasn't you know a Honda part or a Toyota part; it was Ginsu or right. you know, Bob's. And it, and it raised a lot of red flags. And, you know, that's when I started doing some more digging and came across this uh, automotive anti-counterfeiting council and started to realize how big of a thing counterfeiting automobile parts are. And that is scary to me. My gosh. That And the more I read, the, the more <laughs> fearful I became. Well, that's probably why fuel tanks fall off and wheels fall off of cars. You know, just stuff like that. Maybe it's not... Real parts. You see them on the side of the road. Just, <laughs> just scattered. She's referencing uh, a certain vehicle that I um, <laughs> shall remain nameless. That I drove by, and the gas tank was just sitting on the highway. And I was like, "Oh, that looks important." <laughs> yep, you're gonna need that later. So the automotive, uh, automotive, a two C two, a two C two is comprised of 10 North American vehicle manufacturers, including Ford, General Motors, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, Subaru, Toyota, Volkswagen Group of America, and their subsidiaries. Okay. Representing nearly 30 trusted brands and over 90% of the nation's passenger oh, vehicle market. Okay, so the big, the big picture. Okay. The big picture. Now, these guys have concluded that there are three factors contributing to the proliferation of counterfeit automobile parts. Proliferation. I know. They're serious. They're very serious. Number one, online marketplaces. Now, this is coming straight from uh, the A2C. Like their uh, white paper summary or yeah, whatever. report. That um, was done, I believe this was done in 2017. So this has been going oh on for gosh. a while. Yeah. Um, so online, this, this is a uh, factor number one, online marketplaces have taken a hands off approach to third party products sold mm -hmm. through their platforms and yep. have created a system with little to no verification of sellers, their products or their supply chains. In addition, counterfeiters thrive by taking advantage of the lack of consumer safety laws and regulations pertaining to e-commerce. So, like, that's a thing on Amazon for sure that I've I've noticed. You can see whichever product you're looking for, like mittens or something. You can see who it's like fulfilled by, mm -hmm. and if it's a third party, I might steer clear of that because you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, and it's hard to identify. Um who the counterfeiters are. You have no idea where the parts are coming from. You're buying it through a, an e-supply store or whatever, and you have no idea where these people are based, what their manufacturing uh, capabilities are, what they're producing. Are you a sweatshop in the basement yeah. of somewhere? Yeah. 
All right, what's number two? Oh, number two. The burden of policing third-party sellers has been disproportionately placed on brand owners and consumers. Well, that's impossible. Yet, meaning there's no regulation except what we do ourselves. Yeah, so like if Toyota, Toyota would have to try to spend all this money to hunt them all down. Right. Toyota's or, got is, yeah. is in the business of making cars, not not hunting online right. criminals. <laughs> right. This is nuts. Uh, and number three, and this one is completely understandable because I am myself in this category. <gasps> well, used to be. Criminal. Consumers are largely unaware of the scope of counterfeit product offered online and generally trust online marketplaces and the products they make available. It all comes down to trust. We're too trusting. We are too trusting. But Everybody gets suspicious. If we can save that dollar. I know. It's you know, so hard. How, I mean, how many times have you been online looking for a product and you're going to seven, eight, nine different websites for the exact same product, just trying to find it for the lowest price possible? Yeah, that's true. You know, it's funny. I, I was just thinking about how I was looking for curtain rods. This is very... You Relative. Know, very, <laughs> yes, appropriate for this conversation. But I actually went out to, I think, four or five different, some of the big box stores, some of the more little mom and pop. I could not find what I was looking for. And that's why we turn to the internet. Like, it's, you can't find, you can't just run out to the store anymore. Or maybe we're just so... Well, I'm used for, to having every single option ever available to us. For but. certain products, you, you, you're absolutely right. And that's the other thing, too, with uh, customer supplied parts sometimes is dealing with the um, incorrect part. So I have your if I have your car on the lift well, and I've got it all torn down and you bring the part to me and it's not right, then my lift's down I, right. and I'm stuck. Right. And so now... What, do we wait for the customer to go try to get the correct part, or do we just get the correct part? Like, it turns into a whole thing. Right, yeah. it's It can be very time-consuming. It can be very frustrating. Um, but back to our, our counterfeit stuff, it, yeah, it, gets, counterfeit it gets even is... um, more troublesome, you know? Oh, yeah. I thought you had more. I, you do. Oh, I do. He's got more highlighting, you guys. <laughs> so much. So according to the fiscal year 2017-2019 U.S. Joint Strategic Plan on Intellectual Property Enforcement, counterfeit automotive parts are wide-ranging. So now we're getting into um, what they're actually finding. That, okay. Uh, so the list of seized parts includes airbags. Oh, my God. Brake pads, wheels, seatbelts, oil and air filters, control arms, windshields, <gasps> bearings, steering linkages, ignition coils, microchips, spark plugs, solenoids, clutch housings, crankshafts, diagnostic equipment, suspension parts, oil pumps, and more. That's a lot of safety equipment, folks. Uh-huh. And I love that and more at the, at the end there. Yeah. Like we, we didn't have enough room to write down all of them. <laughs> it's like at the end of your job description. And other duties as a sign. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Those things we didn't tell you about and don't plan to. It's fine. There's so, more. And according to this report, U.S. Customs and Border Protection seizure st- statistics reveal that counterfeit safety components like brake pads, airbags, wheels, and suspension parts are becoming increasingly common. Put simply, almost every type of auto part can be and has been counterfeited. Yikes. That's your whole car. 
Oh my gosh. Are there, do you have like, do you have like case studies? Well, see, I love this, this, this council there. They were very detailed in their report here. Um, Yeah. There's pictures. They've got um, representation here and uh, I highlighted a couple of them. I, I won't go through all of them, but let's talk about breaks. Counterfeit brake pads have, and this is stuff they found. This is not something that, like, they could do. This is stuff that they've done. That they pulled off of a car. Right. Yeah. Counterfeit brake pads have been found to be made of grass clippings and sawdust. Oh, <laughs> that's worse than Bertha Ben's leather one. Right? Uh, <laughs> grass clippings? Yeah, grass clippings and sawdust, which I love that they're, they're little after point here, which would likely jeopardize stopping ability. You think? You, th- <laughs> you think? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yes. Here's, the, here's another one for you. Wheels, something that you wouldn't think is... Right, like that should be pretty simple and straightforward. Yeah. So counterfeit wheels have exhibited compromised structural integrity by cracking after hitting a pothole at just over 30 miles per hour. Sorry, Rochester. That's every day for all right. of us. Yeah. Don't, um, don't forget Spokane, the, the well, king of all potholes. King of all potholes. They only have like three snowplows. It's fine. Um, so so like is the, the metal is just like... It's just Not, cheap material. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like I can see it like bending because those things have to be pretty strong. And yeah, if it's not they've strong. got a, they've, they've, I mean, they support the weight of your whole car. You, your your wheel could fall right? off. <laughs> Maybe your wheel could just fall off. Tighten those lug nuts, folks. Lug nuts. Unless they're counterfeit and then don't. <laughs> All right. So this next portion is probably the one that scares me the most. Uh, the most tr- now this is something that actually happened. The most tragic example of counterfeit auto parts lead to fatalities. Well, of course. In one incident in Dallas suburb in January 2017, a woman who lost control of her used vehicle purchased just days prior to this crash hit a tree and was killed because the counterfeit airbag in her vehicle failed to <gasps> deploy. According to the accident investigator, instead of the necessary mechanisms that allow proper airbag deployment, a rag covered <gasps> with silicone putty was discovered inside the counterfeit airbag assembly. So there was never really even that thing an was airbag. never going to go off. And oh if it did, there, there's no bag in it. That's horrifying. And this person, they just bought this car. They, and it's not like they're responsible because they said, yeah, I bought this part online. They didn't even know. Right, that they, they just had bought counter- the car. Wow. So, okay. So here's my question. <laughs> now I'm like freaking out. Um, <laughs> so how do we know? Like, is there a way for like, let's say somebody, so somebody's going to buy a used car. They bring it to the shop and they say, hey, can you look this over? Are you guys like... Looking for the grass clippings? Like, how do you even know? You don't. Oh, that's and, so and that's, freaky. That, and that, that brings me back to why it's so important for, um, for us to have these relationships with our, support, uh, or our, our part suppliers that we know and we trust um, to put parts in their car. When you're buying a used vehicle, unfortunately, there's no way to know if parts are counterfeit i mean you can look in the, there's there's some things online that'll tell you what to look for but 
I mean, we can't look at every single part no. in the car, especially ones that are like, say, inside something. We have well, yeah. I mean, if you th- let's go back to the purse thing because that's my area of expertise. <laughs> not really. But if you have like a Kate Spade bag or whatever, you know, it looks exactly the same on the outside. Right. It just doesn't have the inside stuff, and so it's probably the same thing. Yeah, one that I, I one that I saw like was a good example was Volkswagen. Um, they would print the word Volkswagen on there, but it would be like on the packaging, but it was misspelled. So <laughs> it wasn't. I was trying to take a drink. So it's wagon, my nose. wagon, as you know, is spelled O-N, but Volkswagen right. spells it E-N. Right, so, because it's German. Right. So the uh, the box on the, the on the part, the, the Volkswagen logo was spelled um, with an O instead of an E. But I mean, wah, wah. It, you probably wouldn't, catch that unless you were looking for it because the spelling looks correct right because your brain will go yep no that's right yeah now a lot of the counterfeiting involves is um oem and aftermarket so there's oem so oem word of the day acronym of the day i thought a2c2 was the acronym of the day (laughs) okay (laughs) we we can have more than one okay oem is original equipment manufacturer meaning like when you buy um, your brand new car it's got all the original stuff in it right well I'm, I'm, we're, we're talking about parts um so this is general. after so okay. if you buy a egr valve now it doesn't matter if you know what that is or not but the egr valve was made by the original manufacturer that made it for the car meaning the the, oh, okay, the original okay. um egr valve that you take off the car you're putting the exact same egr valve made by the exact same company okay uh, and then you have aftermarket, which are parts built by aftermarket companies, which are generally seen to. I mean, some people like have this idea that uh, aftermarket parts aren't as good as OEM, but in some cases they're better because they have the uh, they have the ability to test the products that have failed on the OEM. Mm. Already, okay. so they say, you know what? We saw a design flaw in this, so we made the part better. Okay. So in some cases like that, however, and they're but they should be coming from like a reputable company. They should, can't right. be Bob's, you know, parts. Right. And this was I mean, Bob's parts is probably fine, but, but <laughs> sorry, Bob. Uh, this was one of the things that they were finding too is that people were taking aftermarket parts, which there's not necessarily anything wrong with them, but they are packaging them as if they were OEM, so they could charge more money for them. People just stop. Being <laughs> just why? Just do an honest day's work for right? the love of Pete. So we have two two kinds of counterfeiters. Ones that are taking legit parts but passing them off as something that they're not. And then you have others that are manufacturing just crap. And I mean, not just crap. It's like it's like the pencil shavings and in, in high school and you think you're I mean, not me, but Let's, <laughs> sure, let's just, sure. Let's move forward. <laughs> Where are you going with that? Pencil shaving? <laughs> it's fine now. So all that to say, um, <laughs> your best bet is to have your mechanic that you trust. And you can ask them like, hey, where are you getting my parts from? Um, what kind of part is it? We get a, a lot of people that ask this and, and we're more than happy to tell them where we're getting our parts from and what kind of part it is because we believe in those parts um, that they're going to be of high quality. Right. Not grass clippings. That's horrifying to me. And, and the other part of this too is that, like I said, that our shop has a policy that we just don't put in parts 
supplied by the customer for said reasons that we all just listed. But AutoMD.com, and this was a pretty expansive little uh, survey, they called 125,000 shops. Oh, that's a nice sample size. Right. And 48% of those shops were willing to put customer-provided parts in the car. So a little less than half. Yeah. So that's, how, it, that's how many yeah. shops are doing this, is not wanting... To, well, I mean, the liability itself. I don't want to be responsible for some poor woman dying. Right. Yeah, That's and that's what you worry about, too. Hmm. Um. So and so, hopefully that explains to uh, to our customers at least that might be listening why we don't install your provided parts. As much as I would love to save them money, it's there's obviously good reasons that that we don't. Well, this has been kind of a bummer, <laughs> <laughs> but very eye opening, especially yeah. for me. I, I like I had no idea how um, how big. Yeah, prevalent. The, the, counter, is, yeah. the counterfeiting uh, in the automotive parts industry. I guess it was. it was just a matter of time, but you know, you think about all the different things. Whew. Yeah, it's scary. Well, all right. I'm going to go look at my car. <laughs> <laughs> Problems now. <laughs> so, on that note, we should sure appreciate that, you is listening. That, is that all the highlighting? That's all the highlighting. Could, couldn't have ended on a, on a fun note, huh? <laughs> That's okay. We could talk more about pencil shavings, I guess. <laughs> I would like to just talk about the fact that we love everybody who's listening to us, and we hope you love us. We and sure if you do. do, and you think we should keep rambling on and on and on and bumming you out with some of these things, but also, you know, have some good fun things to say. Exposing the deep, dark underbelly of the automobile industry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that, you know, a, a lovely little review is so helpful to us. The yes. rating us, subscribing to us, hanging out on whatever podcatcher you like and, and checking us out is all very appreciated and so, so helpful for um for us. And again, this is your podcast. So whatever you guys want to know about, have questions, comments, hit us up. You mm -hmm. can find us on Instagram, Twitter. That's at Shown Auto, S-C-H-O-E-N. You can email us at contact at ShownAuto.com. Facebook. We'd love, Facebook. We'd Instagram. love to hear from you. Tell, hey, if you guys know a secret controversy, <laughs> you, can, you can anonymously email us and we'll sure. check it out. Sure. We'll investigate it for you. And so, with that, we shall bid you adieu. 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 Have a nice week. Bye.